0: yo fam what's up it's your girl dj Nark. welcome back so so we did the meditation (laughs) we blew our minds we left we went to a center of pure manifestation uh some would say and they would be right that once you go through one singularity, you go through them all. And depending on the structure of your particular makeup, which I have a lot more to say about tonight, you can go to all sorts of different places and it is indeed traveling. And a lot of you may have found that out this past week, two weeks, that although it was something that we did through the mind, And the heart that you awoke with the sensation of having traveled somewhere. And if you've done the meditation since, that every time you feel like as if you have arrived and that you are leaving a place or that you have just come back from somewhere. It's that feeling that you get when you've been on a really great vacation and you've been completely out of your element and. It's just been day after day of relaxing and nothing bothering you and nothing stressing you and no loud noises and no sirens if you're in a city. Um, And you get back, and although all those things are there to greet you when you get back, you somehow feel safe from all of it. There's this bubble that we can have around us when we first come back, especially if we're coming back from a balmy, warm, slow paced existence you know we go away for a week or two weeks to a place where everything moves at like a tenth the speed and oh we love it and we come back and we think at least for a few days like oh that's funny this stuff used to really stress me out and like hmm it's kind of quaint right now you know oh it's cute the sirens you know after a couple of days you acclimate and once you acclimate these obvious stressors become so once again but what's happening in that little bit of time when you first return well what you're witnessing there and what you're experiencing is how powerful your shift of perception is right nothing else changes so there's a fire here by me Um, so if you hear like crackling and stuff that's what it is nothing else has changed the city is the same the apartment you come back to is the same the house you come back to is the same but you are different and so it is all different right Uh, this can also happen if you've been somewhere very uncomfortable if you go to a country that has all different sorts of facilities, no one speaks the language, the language is not even anglicized, you can't read it, right? It just looks like alien script. No matter what your house is like, no matter how much your hometown annoys you, no matter how many issues you may have with the place you're from, you come back from a trip like that and you are so grateful for everything. And somehow you can't remember all the things that you have thought before about this place not being good enough because now you just love it. Because in comparison to what you've experienced, it's the best, right? So your perspective has a lot to do with how you experience your surroundings. Now, there are some people who would say, well that just, you know, that's just your perspective. That's not the quote-unquote reality of the thing changing. Okay. Well, if we are looking into the newest science, the newest math, the newest physics, not this like hokey new age shit either, like the actual stuff, then having a conversation about the construct that doesn't allow for the fact that we have with our perception some control over what's going on and that the thing The construct itself, whether we have control over it or not, is extremely fluid and changing second by second. If we're not starting off from that presupposition, there's nothing to talk about. You know, like don't waste your time having like 1950s conversations with people. You know, like if somebody wants to talk about, simulation theory and they want to talk about how meditation is from the devil or astrology is from the devil or whatever if if you if someone wants to have like the inquisition like dark ages conversations you know (laughs) honestly I would say don't just don't engage because there's such a lack of knowledge there on their part about so much more than just what they're saying you know, anyone who had any real respect for any of the things I just mentioned wouldn't think that. And and that wouldn't be where you were starting your conversation from. So just to give us a little legitimacy in what we're doing, right? Because of course there are people who are like, oh, that's not real. Okay. So again, your response can be if we're still talking about real in a nineteen sixties sense, and to be honest, you'd have to go even further back than that then this conversation isn't worth having. You know, if that, if that's still a comeback for you, well, that's not even real, then we're just working on two completely different paradigms and, like, I'm not switching over to yours. So, say la vie. That's good for you. Go live your life. Fine. Not for the rest of us. What you may have experienced if you did the meditation more than once is that every time you come back, you feel that feeling... Of getting back from vacation, that feeling of your perspective having shifted. So what do you think happens if you shift your perspective constantly and you are constantly and consistently viewing your space with new eyes? What do you think would happen to you? And this ties into what I want to talk about in terms of time because one, I promised you last week I would. Or in the last episode that I would, and two because waiting is such an essential part of life. Uh, My mom loves to point out that the word sabr, in Arabic, which means patience, is the most mentioned word in the Quran. (laughs) She likes to say she likes to mention that a lot. Uh, As an Aries, I think most of the time she's reminding herself. But waiting is an essential skill in life, uh, in most every religion. The I Ching is big on patience. Taoism is big on patience. And really, it is what we're doing at the restaurant while we're waiting for our order, right? Now, here's my take on it. First, I'm going to give you my personal take because I understand the questions, I get all of them. I totally get them. Uh, I'm at the restaurant, and I think I placed my order, but did I really? And wait, I think I changed my mind. And and by the way, that happens a lot. It happens a lot that people place their order. They end up somehow at the restaurant. They stumble in, you know, in a dream or something. They don't have an invite. They're absolutely not supposed to be allowed in, and they just kind of open their eyes, and they're there, and they have no idea how to handle it what they end up doing is they end up asking for the first thing that comes into their head because they don't even know where the fuck they are, right? They've just kind of spontaneously ended up here and their genetics, it's called spontaneous shamanizing, their genetics have gotten them into this pure place of manifestation and now they don't know what the fuck to do. So they just think of the first thing they can and generally end up attracting it. Usually the first thing people think of is something horrifying, (laughs) I don't know why. Now, aside from those people, uh, there's the rest of us, right? So I put my order in, and I think I changed my mind. Can we get the waiter back? I put my order in, and now I'm trying to wait, but how long do I have to wait? I put my order in, and I know I have to wait, and I'm okay with waiting for a long time, but what if it never actually comes? I put my order in, And what if someone else has ordered the exact same job, the exact same person, the exact same everything? How am I going to get it then? All right, that's fine. I get what you're saying. I hear it. It's okay. They're all valid questions, but here's the thing. Let me kind of answer them all at once, okay? And I'll answer it first by giving you what you might be curious about, you know, well, what do you do? What are you doing at the best restaurant in the universe? Okay, so that's the easiest question to answer, right? Uh, you always know, the people that work at the restaurant, the staff that is busy manifesting or helping manifest all this stuff for you, remind me to tell you something about the staff, um, they, part of what holds them up a lot of the time is, Is that once you order your food, it is advisable for you to go and wait at the fountain in the lobby and just chill and hang out and meet some people. Uh, But people don't do that all the time. People leave, they go to other places, and they move around so much that half the time your order might be ready, but they can't find you. Because you are not making yourself readily available. Perhaps you've gone and hidden in a corner somewhere, and, and they'll find you eventually, but a lot of the time they're looking for you, and they can't find you. So the cool thing about my relationship with the staff at the restaurant is that I'm a sure thing. Uh, You always know where you can find me and it's on the dance floor. I'm just there. I'm always there. (laughs) I never leave uh, except when the staff comes up to me and says, hey, the chef is working on something new and wants your opinion. You want to come take a look? Or, hey, how about we bring you a glass of water, or did you eat anything since you got here? Here, just sit down and eat this for a second. And I subsist off of fantastic hors d'oeuvres and cocktails that are brought to me and busboys that take them away while I dance on the dance floor or chill right off the dance floor with a bottle of champagne. That's me, right? That's me. And I don't need much else to maintain that vibe, to stay in that vibe of pure trust, faith, patience, manifestation, abundance, good luck, uh, gratitude, all of that, right? That particular room in the restaurant, the dance floor, the, the, the club in the back, is the easiest place for anyone to come find me and because at his it has become so so known for being where i am whatever wants to find me can easily find me right all my gifts can easily flow to me because i'm so obvious in my presence in that place and I'm not depending on anyone else any other patron that has walked in for anything so I'm not attached my order is not attached to anyone else's like her food can't come out until his food comes out it's just me and I'm just dancing and like I heard you that my food is ready but could you just bring it over here so I could eat it while I'm just standing over here because And sometimes the staff will be like, "No, like this meal has been pre. This is exactly what you wanted. Like this is the meal, you know." Because I'd be waiting, because like I'm waiting for the meal meal, and I'm fine waiting for the meal meal. You know, I know when the meal meal gets here, I'm gonna have to go sit down and have a big party and and have like the big. I get it. Yeah, sure, cool. But until then. Like, can you just like bring me some drinks and some like little snacks? Can I have some vegetable samosas, like mini ones? Is that cool? (laughs) And can we just play dance hall and nothing else? Right? (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it. Love you. Right? So what is your version of the dance floor? Because what's the dance floor? What's it? You know, I like to use this stuff to like open your mind up and give you imagery because it helps you understand these really abstract concepts that otherwise your brain goes, What the fuck is she talking about? What's the dance floor? The dance floor is that place in which you find your pure joy. If you're a painter, then fucking paint, meditate, work out, drink your fucking water, and paint, right? Or dance, or read or work on that thing and that business or the, that whatever it is, that's your dance floor. That place where you feel outside of time. What does that mean when you're outside of time? You know, time flies when you're having fun is another way to say it, Right? Uh, the few months after a big breakup seem longer than years, right? And the reason is because our instincts are actually really good. And time is relative, and it stretches and shortens, and we can feel it. So when we do things, when we're in the quote-unquote zone that he talks about in psychocybernetics, what we do is we step out of time and when we step out of time we connect to that timeless vibe of the restaurant the timeless waiting and knowing uh that is not really waiting because you know waiting implies that you're on the shore and you're waiting for the wave to come to you and the water to hit you right but when you're in that place of no time when you're in the flow you are the wave, right? So, so I'm not necessarily waiting on the dance floor for my meal. I, I, I am the restaurant and the dance floor and the meal and everything else. Do you get, do you get that? Do you get that? When you step out of the flow of time and the easiest way for them to keep bringing you food and keep bringing you the order and keep bringing you the drinky drinks and you know giving you more tables so more friends can come and you can pop more bottles and uh, uh, the the way you do that is when you step outside of time like we did with the meditation like you do when you're really in your zone or doing whatever it is that you do that gets you completely out of your head when you do that you give off a vibe with within the restaurant where you become a piece of the mechanism. Once you become a piece of that well-oiled machine, your orders just go out. You know what I'm saying? You get put on that fast track of orders where you just you you're ordering with such clear, available, um, right? It, it, you basically it's like you're ordering the special <laughs> i don't have a problem having the special every day for a year because i've ordered this meal that's going to take a year to prepare i have no problem with that and if you're doing that you know the special comes out fast you know what i'm saying and for me ordering the special what that means is Every day, I dance for an hour. I've been doing this for more than 20 years. I started doing this when I was 18. Uh, Nothing, uh, I don't like to put anything in my life above it because I need that time. And the reason I've realized, it's funny that I said I need that time, is because what happens within that period there is that I step outside of time. I'm so completely engrossed and enjoying what I'm doing with no regard for how it affects anything else. You know, when you cut ties with every single sense of what you are in this world and therefore how this world defines you, where the edges of you are and where the world begins, when you step outside of that identity and everything that holds you to this material reality What you're stepping into, what you're giving voice to, what you're giving the stage to, if you will, is the part of you that doesn't exist in material reality. It's that soul part of you that gets a moment to come out of the shadows and do what it likes to do, which is, you know, if you've been watching the Nassim Harameh lectures... Which is what? Which is to dance in the vacuum, which is to spiral like the Sufis, which is to spiral like the water, which is to recharge like the people who do Tai tai Chi or walk barefoot on the earth or sun eat or dance or shamanize or do psychedelics or jump out of airplanes or ride horses or you know what I'm saying? Or whatever the fuck you like to do that reminds you that these artificial barriers of skin and rock and earth and these don't really exist you when you feel that oneness with the construct like when you're surfing like when you're dancing like when you're playing a sport and you're quote-unquote in your zone when you feel at one with the construct when you're ordering the special right you're gonna get your food like consistently constantly all the time all because your vibe is so easy you know what i'm saying it's like you're walking up uh to like the the bar and being like you think i could have like a sandwich and like a soda while i'm waiting because i'm hungry and like and they're like yeah no problem I'm like two seconds later you got your food now if i stand there and be like you know that meal of my life The meal of all lives to end all lives. That's the only thing I want to eat. I don't want to eat anything else. Okay, but it's going to take a while for that to be I get it. But I don't want anything else. I'm just going to stand here. No, I don't want water. No, I'm not dehydrated. No, no, I'm not drunk. No, thank you. Thank you, but no. How do you think the wait staff is going to treat you? I'm just wondering what you're thinking. How you think the people in that restaurant feel when they see you walk in? Even if you're walking in with me, they're like, and a couple of you, I felt that. Like, no, she didn't bring that bitch. I know she didn't bring that bitch. You know, because y'all be testing the fuck out of this waitstaff. And they're like, oh, God is good. But sometimes we wish we could cut y'all's heads off. Like, honestly, like God is really good. But y'all be testing us. So who's the wait staff? And then we'll get back to the restaurant and then we'll talk about the cool thing about time that I forgot to tell you last time and then we'll pull it all together because obvs, that's like, it all comes together. Come on. So there is a really cool video on YouTube. It is a military training video. It's done by a senior army official who's been doing remote viewing for about 35 years. Excuse me. Let's have some water, yes? Hmm. It's lovely. It's boring. It's long. Just the kind of stuff I like. You know. You know how it is. Hmm. I'm about to seriously blow your minds. So if you have a jewel or a vape or a joint or whatever the fuck you got going on, mama let's go because we're about to have a lot of fun like i'm about to flesh this scene out for you in a way where you're gonna be like this fucking restaurant yo this restaurant though (laughs) bitch oh my god why are you talking about the army where is this bitch going okay we'll take your hit okay so here's the thing yeah there is a video. <coughs> you knew that was going to happen. <coughs> There's a video on YouTube. It's a senior army official who's been a remote viewer for like 35 years. And he's talking to a bunch of new like, uh, recruits into the program. They, they look pretty young. He talks to them about a lot of stuff. And what's funny is his tone is very matter of fact through the whole thing, which is hilarious because, you know, remote viewing has not been at all matter of fact or been even admitted by any major government for a really long time except, except the Soviets and they just didn't give a fuck, you know, Russians be into all the magic shit. So <clears throat> I'm just readjusting myself when I like, when I have a really good story to tell, I'm like a cat. I start pawing around and stuff and trying to get real comfortable. (laughs) That's that Leo third house of communication, but also, like, no lie, Mercury in Taurus is just a a comfy vibe, man. A lot of times when people are like, I love your voice, I'm like, man, it would be so dope to be a Taurus. Like, everybody wants to fuck you. That's just how it seems. It just seems like people throw themselves at Tauruses and you guys are always so chill. Like it just you're so used to it. Whenever people talk to me about my voice, they just seem so like seduced. And I'm like, damn, this is that Taurus energy, man. Anyway, um So he talks to them about a lot of stuff and he's talking like real matter-of-fact, you know, like about stuff that's like obviously blowing their minds, you know, but he's like being like, yeah. You know, we remote view for NASA, for the CIA, for this, for that. We go to different planets. We go to different dimensions. And these kids are like, what the fuck are you talking about, sir? Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, we talk to aliens and shit. And they're like, nah. <laughs> you can just see it in some of their faces. Like, you could almost hear their Instagram captions later. You know, with the emoji, with the mind blown. Like, dude. Like my my CO blew my mind today. <laughs> so <clears throat> they ask him a bunch of questions, you know, like about all types of shit. And good questions, you know. Um, and he and, and I recommend finding it. I, I could recommend watching it. It's cool. But you know, a lot of times, uh I'll put it like I'll put it like this. My parents thought that I might have a problem when I was a kid, uh, for two reasons. One my dad caught me once lighting, uh, tissues on fire and throwing them up in the air and watching them burn. And he was like, do you know that you could burn the house down like that? And I was like, yeah, I guess. I don't know. You know, I just didn't give a fuck. Um, and this one time i had ordered a bunch of books off of like the Scholastic Book Fair, which was like my shit. Um, And I got in a lot of trouble because I like ordered way more than I was allowed, you know, but they were like, what are we going to do now? Like she already gave in the paper and like they didn't, you know, they're immigrant parents. They don't want to upset the school. Uh, So I got all the books and then to add, you know, injury, insult to injury, I finished all the books the day I got them. And my mom flipped. And she was like, what do you mean? And I was like, I finished all of them. And she was like, there's eight of them. And I was like, I know. (laughs) And I was hella proud of myself. And she was so pissed. Uh, And she was like, what are we going to do? Like... We've run out of room and you just keep buying books. And like, I think it's turning into a problem. And I was like, not even listening to her. And I was like, give me something else to read. Do you have anything else that I can read? And she's like, you already read my nursing books? Like, I don't know what to give you. Like, what the fuck? So I started reading the ingredients on the back of anything that I could find. From products to cereals. Um, And then I would take whatever I couldn't understand. And, you know, you ever look at the ingredients on something, you can't fucking understand anything. And I would take each one that I could find anything on in the big-ass encyclopedia set that I had begged my parents to get us. Um, And I would just sit there and cross-reference it and, like, look it up. Anyway, so, a lot of the time, my mom would be like, I just don't get it. Like, why do you want to look that up? Like, why do you need to know what that is? And... I could never explain, like, what it was, um, but I think this is what it is, because I was just going to say it, and it reminded me of that. So it is an interesting thing to watch. It's kind of, like, long and labored, and he's kind of awkward, and he's not the best speaker, and some of it is boring, and the lighting is awful, you know? It's not like the Nassim Haramay lecture, the eight-hour one in the dark with the with the with his cute purple shirt, and he's all, like, young and adorable, and, like, you know like funny and it's not like that it's like awkward and the lighting is like fluorescent and the guys look uncomfortable and he looks uncomfortable but it's like kind of chill too so whatever anyway so it wasn't like super high quality stuff right so why was I watching it well that's what reminded me of my mom's question um because I think the answer to her question and why was I watching it is the same which is I don't know, <laughs> I don't know, <clears throat> let's start there, I don't know, but whenever I go into something and I do something that I don't know, I'm always going off of this really hard to define impetus, it's this push it's instinctual, it makes no sense, it has no logic behind it, but it's undeniable. And it's like, do that thing, or read that thing, or look into that, or listen to this, or keep listening to this. <coughs> Excuse me. So, I keep listening, even though it's getting like more and more labored and more and more of him just kind of showing off at this point about how much remote viewing they can actually do, which is crazy, right? Because these kids are sitting there and going from like finding out that remote viewing is real to finding out the crazy extent of what they've been doing. So it's a part of them is just like, what the fuck? Like why didn't you tell us this? You know? And then he's like, "Oh, remote viewing is really easy. Anyone can do it." And they're like, "Oh, what the fuck? Like where <laughs> So when he's all done with the formal stuff, he opens it up for questions. And one of the kids asks a brilliant question. He says, uh, "Sir, I know you said you deal with a lot of suits and higher-ups and corporates and you know, NASA and the different agencies and stuff. Is there anything that all you guys that work in this field know or deal with that you absolutely never mention?" to anyone in positions of power? And he said, yeah, absolutely. He said, uh, across the board, if you ask any remote viewer that works for any intelligence agency or any military around the world, or anyone who remote views just, right, because they can or they do or they unconsciously do, the one thing that you will absolutely find that we all agree on, that we can all see clear as day, is that there are angels. And they look exactly the way they have been pictured throughout time. Kind of tall, kind of androgynous. Long hair. And they don't let us do things to mess with what seems like a pre-designed system. So... We try to poison people, they save the person. We try to push them off cliffs, they won't let it happen. And it seems like every one of us has one. So if your mind is blown right now, like every kid who was in that fucking room, uh, welcome. Because the first time I heard it, I cried. Oh, I was a fucking mess when I heard that. Of course I was. I have an ex mother-in-law who adores angels. She has them all over her house. She always has. She kind of looks like one of the um the stereotypical, you know, tall, blonde-haired, blue-eyed. She 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 resembles one her son absolutely resembles one, and she's just always had a thing for them. And I remember her saying to me years ago before she got sick, Um, me being the, you know, slightly Virgo moon, sarcastic me that I can be when I, you know, you know how I can be. Um, we were just having like a, every time I've been around that woman, it's a beautiful experience. Like when I tell you that I got lucky with in-laws, like in-laws fucking love me. Um, so we were just having, like, a wonderful time at her house on the beach, and I said to her, you know, kind of jabbing at her a little bit, um, man, you really gotta think for these angels, because they're just everywhere, you know? Tastefully done, not kitsch, but still, geez, and we were just kind of joking, you know, we had been jabbing at each other about a few things. She's a Sagittarius, so, like, easy, easy convo, and... Uh, she got serious for a second and she turned and looked at me and she said, "Um, they're real. Angels are real. (laughs) And the only reason that makes me so emotional is because I'm just tying together right now that, um, you know, she should have died when she had a stroke. She should have died. She was uh, the thing that determines how well you can do after a stroke is how quickly you are attended to after the event um she was alone for a day maybe more um and at the recovery center they told me point blank that they had no idea how she was recovering the way she was or that Or how there was anything left to recover. Because the amount of brain damage that should have set in and didn't. Um, And the crazy thing is, the crazy thing is that I, um, my ex-husband and Baba and I were asleep in the middle of the afternoon. Baba was about nine months old. And uh, we were asleep just you know, in the middle of the afternoon, like you do. And I had a dream that this gorgeous, tall, blonde woman with like this gorgeous hair and these gorgeous eyes walked by the bed and Jacob, uh, excuse me, my ex-husband was sleeping on the edge of the bed there. And, um, And uh, he put his leg, he put his arm out, he put his hand out, and he grabbed her leg. And he said, "Um, Please don't leave. Please don't leave me. And I woke up and threw my phone at him. Bet you didn't expect that. <laughs> because you know, my dreams are never wrong. So I was like, who the fuck is the tall one? He was like, What you know, you get woken up by a phone being thrown at you. I I I think you have a lot more on your mind than whoever the person you, you're married to is dreaming about. You're like, what the fuck, dude? Um, and as he was like waking up to answering this completely psychotic question. Um, the phone was ringing off the hook. And I was still, after he picked up the phone, and we thought it was strange that the phone was ringing because nobody called the house phone. Um, But, you know, this is 2007, 2008. But he picked up the phone while I was still like, no, but I saw it. And he looked at me and he was like, Amber, stop. He's like, my mom, my mom, like, we got to go. Uh, and so immediately, like, I, I was like, oh, my God, it's your mother. Like, that's what I saw. That's, that's what I saw. And so thinking about it now, you know, like, I mean, her house was covered the towels had angels on them, <laughs> tasteful ones, you know, tasteful ones. Very nice decorations, big ones, small ones, uh, funny ones, cute ones, glorious ones, you know, real Jesus-y ones, all the things. And I think... <laughs> I think that if you are, I think just like Vegas, if you take, you know, Vegas is a service industry city. Um, If you're in with the people that work in the that work with the industry people in Vegas, like the people who work in the casinos, who the dealers, the waiters, the the people, the people, um, they take care of you. You know, you know one person in Vegas who's like worked in a few casinos and is a good person, has good contacts. You know everybody because they're connected. You know, they all connected. That's part of the reason that the mob flourished there the way that it did because it worked perfectly with the way they work. You know, it's all about being connected. So that's actually like, right, that's a term used in the mob. That's a connected guy, right? So <clears throat> I think what happened with her is that when you take care of the weight staff, it takes care of you. And if you love the weight staff, you better believe they love you and that they look out for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's what happened there. Uh, because in that moment, when she said that to me, it always stuck out to me as being just uncharacteristic of her, you know, just like a very solidly logical person in all these different ways. And it's funny, right? Because I'm a Muslim, so I should, of course, by default, be believing in angels. That's just like, come on. Like, that's like how the Quran came into being is the angel brought it down, right? Uh, Throughout shamanistic texts, you see the same motif over and over again. A being of light with wings comes to the shaman and shows him a book, and the shaman is allowed to read from the book and look at the book, but he is not allowed to remember anything or copy anything down. The difference, the pivotal difference between the shaman, all the shaman stories that we have, and the shaman story of in Islam, which absolutely, no doubt, it is a shaman story. It's a man who goes into a cave and has a vision. <laughs> it is the most typical shaman story that there is. The singular difference, the pivotal difference being that in this particular time, when the angel reveals himself and reveals the book, and this book, you can go back throughout civilization, this book is mentioned throughout time uh, with anyone who is able to get into the state to which this being appears. Uh, This is the one time where the angel says, and it's this like glorious moment in the Quran, and it's something that all Muslims, you know, as a Muslim, if you're listening to this, you're like, oh, I know what she's going to say. There is this moment where the angel says, write, ikra, write. And the shaman songs that they sing while you're on DMT and while you're on ayahuasca and and you're going into this other space when you're when you're vibrating high enough to shift, uh, the things that they sing and the things that they're reading over you are called the ikaros. Right, so this is all connected. It's all the same thing. This is the same thing with aliens, you guys. Like if you look at <clears throat> pre-dawn civilization shamanistic, you know, experiences what you find is so close to the modern alien abduction story that it's terrifying. It's almost the exact same experience, right? So there is this theory out there that people who are experiencing alien abduction are actually just spontaneously shamanizing because in their epigenetics, that thing is alive and well because, you know, three generations ago, their mom was like a barbarian in Germany, like, you know... Uh, leaving on the regular to go to the restaurant to place orders for the whole tribe because she was the only one that could get in. Right? That's what I mean about some of y'all walking in there and the waitstaff's like, why you bring this bitch in here? You know we don't fuck with this bitch. Why you bring her? And and for a lot of you who were like, ah, you know, not a lot of you, but there were some of you who were like, I, I made it to the place, I made it to the restaurant, but I couldn't get in the door. Word. Listen, like I told you, it's a real place. Just because we're going there in our mind, just because you've been, um, you know, preconditioned by this idea of like aliens and dimensions and all this stuff is this thing you have to get in like a rocket and and you got to fly there and these flying saucers fly across light and come in, it's all just fucking nonsense, uh, off-world travel all happens the way we did it last time it happens dimensionally so let me fill in a few more things here now before we get to it to it because <clears throat> we got we, we got a table literally we have a table so we gotta get there but like let's just catch up first so The thing about time, let me tell you the thing about time and then I'll tell you the thing about the different versions of matter and the different versions of us and how these things tie together. So the thing about time is, first of all, drink something. I'm going to drink something too. Mm. I love these. I have a bunch of flowers in the house right now. Every time. Always the best, always the best choice. Every time I buy flowers, I'm like, ugh. I'm so glad I did that. (laughs) Every time. All right. So before we do the time thing, I'm so sorry. I've just been, uh, I think I've been talking too much today. I've been super busy today. So, okay. Light it up. So here's the thing about time, and then I'll tie it back to the weight staff that, you know, according to remote viewers, absolutely exist. And you've probably seen them, and you've probably, like, done if – you, if you're, if you like, a pro at this, or if you're, like, one of, like, the OGs who just happens to be listening to this, but you've been doing, like, guided meditations and, like, visualization meditations, or you, if you've been into Tibetan Buddhism and doing Tibetan visualization meditation for a while, you already know – like, you run into these, um, you run into the waitstaff all the time, right? Like, they're everywhere. <clears throat> they're everywhere. And uh, they're uh, they're an interesting bunch, you know, because they're beautiful. Uh, but they're not necessarily, like, nice. You know, they don't have to be nice. They just have to do the thing. You know, so they can be pretty fierce. Um, and <laughs> what I found... <clears throat> is uh the best thing the 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 best thing that I know how to do is that if I ever encounter one and it happens you know here and there it's happened is just to be helpful you know um there have been s- several times where I have fallen into a meditation where uh, I didn't realize until after I woke up and looked it up that it was the Holiday of a certain, it was the day dedicated to a certain angel. I had no idea that that was the case. And that day, when I had sat down to meditate, I'd instantly be, been transported to a certain situation where I needed to do something with that particular energy. And we like did what we needed to do. And it was like, okay. And, like, coming out of the meditation and then Googling it and being like, okay, angel red hair looks like this, looks like this. And then, I, oh, today is actually the the celebration of such and such angel, blah, 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 with the red hair and with the thing. You're like, what the fuck? Like, So what I found, um, and I think this is probably just my motto in life in general, uh, <laughs> being raised by a mother who was, like, constantly wanting to just um, – prove that she deserved to be there, you know? Um, I'm just always trying to be useful, you know? And at this point, I don't even really care what it comes from, if it was bred because of some insecurity or because I, you know, needed more love or whatever. I don't even give a fuck anymore. I just find everything else fucking boring. You know, like when my mom was like, why do you want to know what's in that? Okay, well, I didn't know the answer to that then, but I stopped using sulfate stuff when I was like 15 or something right because I was like yo I don't think anyone knows what this sodium lauryl sulfate does to you (laughs) and it's in fucking everything my mom's like what do you mean it's in everything I was like mom it's literally in everything like if you look at the back of the ingredients and almost anything it's the first ingredient Anything that foams, anything that cleans, it's made with this stuff that's really fucking bad for you. Disrupts your hormones, causes all sorts of estrogen imbalances. You know, my parents are looking at me like, what the fuck? (laughs) That damn Scholastic Book Fair. So whenever I've encountered, you know, any sort of um, obviously benign, I've only ever encountered benign energy. Um... I'm always like, my energy is like, can I help? What can I do? Hey, let me hold the other end of that. Let's do this together. You know, like I can handle it. Let's do it. And that's like tantamount to, you know, you're in the best restaurant in the world and you absolutely don't have to help anyone if you don't want to. You can literally go do whatever you want until your order is done. But if you just happen to be the type of person that if there's a waiter walking by and he's got too many plates on his tray and you take one for him and, and hand out the food, you, <laughs> you better believe that that dude's going to bring you anything you want. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, like, dancing on the dance floor and then, like, if somebody walks by holding too much stuff, I'm like, can I help you? You want me to help you hand this stuff out? Okay, come on. I'll hand out the drinks, you hand out the food. I got it. Right? Like i live there (laughs) you may as well hire me because i'm always here (laughs) i'm a regular but i'm not like a regular like i i want my food whereas my i'm a regular like yo how's your mother (laughs) it's busy here tonight right who let all these fucking people in (laughs) oh me (laughs) sorry my bad (laughs) You know, those people, how do you think the way staff treats those people? No, seriously. Because listen, if their job, if this fucking guy, this military guy is saying you, everyone's a fucking guy. You just gotta get used to that. Sometimes with like foreigners, like I mean, when I say foreigners, I mean non-Americans. I, I apologize. Um <clears throat> it just doesn't sound right. But like when I meet people who are not American. And uh, they hear me talk about something. Sometimes they'll be like, wow, like, so I thought you liked him. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I do like him. He's like, yeah, but you just called him like this fucking guy. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, like, this fucking guy. <laughs> I can't even begin to explain to you the fucking neuroses of growing up in a city that is like predominantly immigrant. Like, Italian, Black, Hispanic, and Asian. (laughs) Like, it's just... And, like, rich as fuck people, too. It's just, like... You have so many different... And the Irish. And the Irish. Like, there's just... There's so many influences into why we are the way we are that I can't... you, You could just... Just... It's like... It's like growing up in a house with, like, people who speak 10 different languages. You're gonna be a little bit, like too cultured and too weird for your own good right so this fucking guy is like an approximation of like what asians say when they're like casually referring to someone it's what italians say right no i i, I think the the guy's cool anyway so <laughs> oh my god it's just funny because people don't get it they're like, wow, all this animosity towards that man. I'm like, no, there's no animosity. What the fuck? Um, so if this guy is telling you that there's angels, right, and they absolutely never mention it to their higher-ups because they don't want to get fucking fired and they don't want someone to think like, oh, God, he's remote viewing and now he's starting to fucking crack. Got to get rid of him. If these things are out here and every major religion tells us that they are and every major shamanistic tradition is excuse me, attested to their existence and has drawn them out, blah, blah, blah. Well, and they pretty much all are saying the same thing, that they're here to help and, you know, keep things, keep the construct running as programmed, you know. Um, I think it's a pretty safe bet to assume that if you pick up some of their slack, not that they need your help, you know, because the best restaurant in the world has the best waitstaff in the world, okay? So, To you, it may look like the waiter's got too many plates on his tray. He can handle it just fine. But the sentiment, the sweetness, the gratitude that you will get for being that fucking person who's like, yeah, I'm dressed to the nines. I know it's my right to have a good fucking time while I'm here. I know I could be swinging from the fucking rafters right now if I wanted to. But you know what? Let me grab that plate for you. Because, like, I know you're busy over here, but there's someone over here that I feel like even though they're waiting, you know, maybe they need, like, some water because, like, this bitch is really struggling. You know, you don't think that these beings are like, fam, I fuck with her. No, I fuck with her, you know, because she's like, no, nah, that's good. That's good. That's good. What does she need? Get her some coffee. Get her some coffee. She's on the dance floor. Bring her some Bring her some snacks. Right? And soon what ends up happening is that you develop so much goodwill in that space and with the beings that have the daily running, you know, the daily run of the place, you build up so much trust. Trust that your vibration stays constant in a place of wanting to do good and coming from a place of doing good, that you become... Like a gold member, you get your own VIP section. You can bring in who you like because they trust you. They fuck with you. Yeah, they're gonna look at you sideways when you brought in that one bitch, but like, all right. All right, no, that's good people. That's our girl. You know, she's got her own section. Don't worry about her. <clears throat> and absolutely, you are, you know, anyone can be that person. Anyone can be that person that has that VIP section. Not just VIP access, because VIP access is also amazing. But when you start... You know, because, because think about it. You could just be there chewing the waiter's ear off every day. You could be praying every night with that angel standing probably pretty close to you, listening to everything you're saying, and you just over there asking for the same thing over and over again. The waiter's like, I really, I heard you. I really heard that you want the grilled cheese with the onion, and I heard you. Well, why don't I have it yet? I don't have an answer for you. Didn't, like, anyone explain the rules to you before you fucking got in here? Who let you in here? (laughs) How'd you get in here? <laughs> right? And and you can get yourself kicked the fuck back out again. Right? But imagine being in that energy or imagine walking up to that exact same personnel and saying, Hey, um, you guys seem really busy. There's a lot of people here. I'm sitting at a table, we've been waiting for some lemonade for a while. But if you just give me the picture and the glasses, I'll go over there and like hand it out. It's no big deal. And the waiter's like, okay, cool, that's fine. Go ahead. We'll send over some, like, cheese plates or something, too. Go for it. Thank you. And maybe you come by the next day and you're like, yo, uh, you want me to, like, hand out some stuff for you? Okay, sure, yeah, you could do that. Wait, what are you here for anyway? What'd you order? they going to ask you what you ordered. Wait, what'd you order? Oh, well, I had the, you know, love of my life, nothing like it in the world. Trans-dimensional, trans-generational thing. Remember? Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, that takes a long time to cook. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, uh, I'll bring you some stuff. You must be hungry. I'll bring you some stuff. Okay. And I'll go check on that. Okay. That's cool. Thank you. See? Now, what if I went up to that waiter and said, oh, that thing... That I ordered that takes like years and years and years to make and cook and simmer. I'm not sure if I want that anymore. I mean, it's the best restaurant in the world. They're not going to argue with you. They're not going to ruin their reputation because of you. It's going to be like, okay, well, yes, ma'am. No problem. The customer's always right. But you're going to come back 20 minutes later and go, actually, I think I do want that. <laughs> and the wait stops like, you realize that this process has to start all over again now, Right? Because that's what happens in the best restaurant in the universe. <laughs> not in the world. In the universe. <laughs> we have to start it all over. We scratched it. We threw it out. Because you said you didn't want it. But but did know it had been basting for so many years. Yeah, and then you said you didn't want it. No, but I didn't mean that. Okay, well, that's not how this works. <laughs> ask and ye shall receive not i will read your mind and ye shall receive (laughs) okay like take some responsibility so i think i ordered but i don't think i ordered and i don't know if i put my order in right can you get your order right please well should i order by hedging my bets or should i really order what i really want or should i order what i know i can get why are you thinking like that that's how you think Order what the fuck you really want and have the faith that you can actually have it. In the meantime, you'll get snacks. Nothing will happen to you. You'll get snacks. You'll be fine. Find something to take you out of time. So the waiting isn't waiting anymore. It's being. It's being a part of the structure of that manifestation space instead of just idly waiting. Fucking dance. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right, now I'm gonna come back and tell you about time and the vastly just mind blowing, fucking interesting shit that they figured out. The experiment about time is just like, it bends my mind in a way where, uh, you know, where it almost hurts. And you're like, no. And uh, yeah, I guess we just talked about how to behave while waiting. So I don't think we need to go over that again. Oh, that's pretty cool. All right, so I'll come back and we'll talk about time and we'll wrap it up there and then we'll, excuse me, and then we'll begin next week by diving right into the guided meditation, taking us back into the manifestation abundance space and perhaps doing a few exercises to harness chi. I'll talk about harnessing chi in the second part here as well as telling you the cool time thing because... Part of what's going on is that you guys are getting to the restaurant, but you don't have enough fuel to survive while you're there because you're expelling or using a lot of life energy or chi, but you're not taking any in. You're not doing the things you need to do to pull the energy in to store and, you know, generate and then spend. All right. So we'll talk about those two things in a second. I will be right back. All right, we're back. So what is this thing that I've been trying to tell you for so long? What about time? What about time? All right. They did this experiment where they had people pray for a group of people. So a group of people got infected with something. And it was like 1,200 cases. So they took a group of people and they had them pray for randomly selected patients who had this infection. Then there's another group of people that nobody was praying for them. And then there's another group of people that was like a control, right? So the group of people that they prayed for, they all had quicker uh rate of recovery from the infection. Uh they lived the most, they died the least out of people who were infected. And they had quicker, did I say that? They had quicker recovery times. And the infection was less severe. So the interesting thing about that experiment isn't that the people who got prayed for got better because I think that there's been a lot of experiments like that. And we pretty much know that that's true and that the power of prayer is actually a real thing because it's directed energy. I think there's lots of uh, tests actually that have proved that sentiment. So the cool thing the really cool thing about this experiment was that the people they were praying for and the outbreak that had happened had been like I don't know like fifty, sixty years before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The people they were praying for in the future, right? So like in the like, you know, two thousand tens or whatever, these people got these names. And they prayed for these people. Like, God help this person get better from their infection and ah, ah, ah. And statistically, they picked the people randomly without knowing their outcomes of how they ended up living or dying or what ended up happening to them. Just like random list of people. But when you went back in the past and looked at that random list of people and you looked at the people that had been randomly selected to be prayed for, the people that had been randomly selected got better faster and healed quicker and died the least. So, of course, it says a lot about the power of prayer, but it also says something about the nature of time, namely that it does not exist. Instead, time can be seen as multiple rivers running next to each other. And each moment in time is happening simultaneously right now. And it is occurring and continues to happen. The continuous now of every moment continues to happen. If that's true, then can you imagine what it is that you step out of when you step out of time? When you fall into the flow, when you're dancing and you forget where you are, when you're so in love that the time just passes, you have no idea what is happening. You can't, you can't make sense of any of it. When, you, uh, when you're driving somewhere new and you see a breathtaking view for the first time and you know that no matter what else happens in your life, you'll never forget what you're looking at. When you find a new passion, something you're really good at, when you're hard at work at your talent and the hours just disappear, what are you stepping out of? If time is a rushing multiple river of every moment that's ever happened, or could happen, simultaneously happening at once, what would happen if you step out of that rushing ocean? Well, first of all, you could probably jump to any possibility anywhere, theoretically, that you wanted to because if the people praying in the future are affecting the past that means the past is happening right now and if the past is happening right now if you could get out of this particular construct in this particular timeline you could totally go there because it's happening right now (coughs) you see so time travel but not really That's the whole way to keep you from really understanding time travel is to make it into like a little kid construct, get in a car, go really fast, go back in time. Why do you think they did that to us? Because time travel, uh, why do you think they needed to create these stories of these elaborate machines? And there's like always a scientist involved that knows a lot more than you. And that's the only way to time travel. Not at all. That's just all the conditioning they have to do to you to get you to not be able to do what you can easily do right on your own by yourself with the hardware you already have. Right? So, when you're in your flow, when you are on the dance floor, when you are waiting with sabar for your meal when you are so aware of the oneness of everyone around you that if you see someone drunk stumbling out of the bathroom in the best restaurant in the universe and even you are thinking how did this bitch get in here you help her back to her table because the wait stop has enough to do as it is when you step out of time and you step into that vibration and that energy where are you going i mean come on let's just say it let's talk about it where is the best restaurant in the universe where did we go what is that place why do you keep calling it the garden you know where it is you know exactly where it is don't play dumb you know where it is and you know why we went It's where we come from, it's where we go, it's all there is. It's where everything comes from. These time strands, okay, so they're simultaneous, okay, so they're infinite. Okay, so you can jump on any which one you want, you know, when the waiter comes over and hands you the thing and says, okay, go for it. You're off then. Or, you can go to the waiter and say, hey, um, so I know I'm waiting on that big thing, but uh, I see some timelines I wouldn't mind checking out. If you could just hold my food for a second. I could just go through that, is that okay? Yo, go do you. This is a place of pure creation and no judgment, but also no rush, because nothing good happens in a rush right? This is a place of perfection. takes time. Slow going, right? You want us to give you a little more time? No problem. So when we step out of time, we're stepping out of a false construct and we're stepping into something that's actually real. That's weird, right? So if time isn't real, past, present, future, if all of this is bullshit, (laughs) And that place, the garden, the best restaurant in the universe, if that place is actually real, what the fuck does that mean? Well, that's why you feel the way you feel when you get back. That's why it feels like getting back from a vacation. Because you're coming back from source. You're coming back from your soul's version of Jamaica. Jamaica. (laughs) <laughs> and the more time you spend there and the groovier your vibe when you're there and the less interested you are in the food actually getting there. I mean, let's address the elephant in the room. Oh, you're talking about all this stuff and you talked all about that Scorpio and blah, blah, blah. And if you're so good at doing this and manifesting stuff, then and if, if you know how to get to the restaurant and order what you want, then how come you don't have what you want? Well... Honestly, when you've been here long enough and you've ordered and gotten stuff long enough, you start getting interested in more than just your fucking order. I mean, listen, I, I love the order, and the order I placed is super specific, and I only want it cooked a certain way, and I knew and I knew when I ordered that it was gonna take fucking forever. I'm good with that. Again, Taurus Mercury, I'm alright. I could wait. <laughs> I got all the fucking time in the world. I'll wait. You know, Taurus Mercury, I know that good food takes time. I know this. (laughs) And if I don't know it, every male Taurus I know that cooks loves to remind me. I know it. I'm good with that. But also, I'm past it. I'm serious. I'm past showing up to a place where I'm basically homies with everybody that works there and acting like a fucking customer. I can't do it. I can't. It's just not my personality. It's like if I was to walk into the fucking bodega around the, on the corner from where I grew up and be like, hello, sir, could I please have an hour later? Like, they'd be like, yo, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Umbra? you hit your head? What happened? <laughs> you want that chopped cheese and that Dr. Pepper or not? Nah? like, I'm going to make it for you anyway, (laughs) because, you know what I mean? Like, I can't go in there and be like, uh, sir, you know that order I placed long ago where you told me it would take a long time, and I said I knew it would take a long time. Well, I was just wondering, sir, if how the progress is going. They're going to be like, Umber, what's going on? (laughs) Grab this apron. I thought you were going to help tonight. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I can't walk in there and be brand new. <laughs> i would be knowing these people now. like. And like I said, when you've been there long enough and you have all the funds and you're basically just always there eating, drinking, having the drink, drinks, you know, um, and just having like generally a good time, uh, one, you don't complain because you don't even think about complaining. And two, everything you're getting in the meantime is as good as your order. You're not emotionally attached to this one thing that you really got to get, even though you're going to get it, you know? But the difference is like, say that you ordered a certain meal and like no matter how much you cry and scream and plead and whatever, it's going to take 10 years, okay? I don't want to be that bitch that for 10 years is sitting in a corner drunk crying Talking about how she hasn't received her food yet. When she could be having the time of her fucking life doing anything she fucking wanted for 10 years. Because that shit is hers and it's going to be hers. Like, what? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's... Yes, it's wonderful to get your meal. But if you're fixated on that's the only thing I'm going to eat and that's the only reason I'm here... You're missing the fucking point. And like every minute that you don't get your food, you're fucking dying inside. And you're like messing with the vibe of the whole place. And I'll tell you what, I said it a couple of times. You mess with the vibe of the place too much, they'll kick you the fuck out. It's vibrational. They don't mean to do it. But you if you're not on a certain vibe, that stamp disappears off your hand. you get kicked the fuck out. You find yourself on the outside of those glass walls. Listen. <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> I like this VIP section. It's pretty. <laughs> it's pretty. It's private. <laughs> like <laughs> I get to ball when I want to. I am not losing that because you wanna be an asshole. You know? That the thing about being uh too fixated on one outcome, a lot of people uh have said, you know, I listened to the podcast and it fucking blew my mind and I asked for something. And, like, then I got it. Perfect. And then some people are like, okay, I asked for stuff. And then everything that I kind of, like, was like, nah, I could get that or not get that. I got all of that. But the one thing I really, really, really want, I'm not getting it. Okay, well, exactly. Because about all the other stuff, you just letting them do what they do. And, you know, you're on a rotation. Everyone that wants champagne, the champagne is coming out in a minute. The tray is coming out in a minute. But... If you're, you know, but it's time for the champagne and the drink drinks and the hors d'oeuvres and you're over here like, where's my rack of lamb? Where's my rack of lamb? Where's my rack of lamb? Where's my, rack? you know, and it's like, okay, but didn't you also order champagne? I did also order champagne. Well, here's your champagne. (laughs) But what about my rack of lamb? Okay. Did you also need to switch tables because you wanted to see the sunrise from such and such? Yes, I did. Okay, well. Let's take you to your new table. Like, bitch, I'm giving you all the shit you asked for, but the thing that you feel like you can't live without, this is a sentient place, okay? These are not just like mindless beings of light with wings running around just like uh, catering to your every like whim. They're giving you what vibrationally is appropriate to ask for. And there's nothing vibrationally appropriate about fucking hounding somebody for something. Listen, I'm just being honest. Not, you can't, whenever I see a girl hound a guy, I'm like, yo, can you fucking stop? Do you, d- is there anything less attractive? than fucking bothering somebody i can't think of it if there is i don't know what it is there is nothing more annoying than someone who won't leave you the fuck alone right am i right so what do you think is the difference here about this one thing you just gotta have this one thing you just gonna hold on to this one thing that's what confuses people about the scorpio story but you seem like you're so in love with him i am But you guys are not together. No, we're not. But how does that work? But what do you think that because there's a certain order that I placed in for a certain very specific thing that there's nothing else to be had and that one order defines my life? You think that's how it works? Because because there's a lot of people that it does work that way for them. And if they don't get that one thing... Their life loses meaning and they die miserable and unhappy and withered up, right? You know people like this. We all do. So what's the secret to being happy without having what you want? Well, first of all, I don't want to have anything. That's the first thing. That was never the order. The order was never to have him. (laughs) That was never the order. The order was for him to love me and just me and you know i'm fine with that (laughs) it's kind of a perverse order but like anything else that comes with that like oh this also comes with potatoes and vegetables fantastic i love that stuff too great bring it but like you know the rack of lamb is already on the table like (laughs) We got the good stuff. (laughs) Oh, I'll I'll wait. I'll wait. Oh, the potatoes take a while. You can take your time. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? You can't get caught up no matter how much you want, quote unquote, that thing. Because it's not a thing. Like, it's just like, I can't do that. I can't just want, like, like, he's more than a thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's the archetype of, like, just being a man and being, like, a man in love. And, like, I don't, I, I can't cage that. I don't want to cage that. I don't, I, I can't. I don't want to. Like, there's nothing that makes me look at that and be like, mm, I want to somehow control that. Or I want to, I, no, I want that thing walking up to me of its own volition and being like, yo. <laughs> can't live without you word i know that so thank you like i said the rack of lamb is already on the table we could wait on the rest of it and if you can't find a way to see that blessing in your life that the thing you already want is on the fucking table the rest of it is coming if you can't find that peace where you are right now no matter what comes to the table honey you're not gonna be happy I'm telling you, if I can't be happy right now in my life, you think that man is going to make me happy? You're wrong if you think if you think that he would. You're wrong. You're wrong. Because what the fuck is so wrong with my life that another fucking human being who just happens to have a dick is going to make... I'm sorry, but like, come on. Even if it's like... Yo, even if we're talking like prime, like USDA, the best of the best of the best, it's still like what is going on in my life that I can't fucking handle that I need another person who either has like a vagina or a penis to help me through with. That's not fair (laughs) because that's wanting Not a relationship, not a partnership, not someone that you bounce ideas off and have a connection with. That's a crutch. You want a human crutch because you want things to be better than they are right now. So if I put in my order for a person, that person is what's going to make me happy. And the waitstaff and the chef is like, all right, you know what? I know she ordered this like weird, like this weird. <clears throat> I don't even know what food, what food is weird. I know she ordered this like squid that you got to kill when it gets to the table, right? She wants to kill it in front of her and like eat it, but we're not giving her that. Like she's already got like homicidal tendencies. We're not making her that. So just tell her that the chef's going to make her what the chef wants to make her. Because if you put in some dumbass order. You know what I'm saying? For some dumbass shit. Like the last thing that's going to happen is that you're going to walk into the best restaurant in the universe and order hemlock and they're going to fucking give it to you. They're not. You can't walk in there and order poison. They're not going to fucking give you poison. And until you keep putting in the order for a man or a woman who's going to save you, change your life, make your life better, then you'll be happy, then this, then that. All you're ordering is poison, And the way Steph's just looking at you with all the love it can muster, but really wants to fucking knock your head off and, like, poison? Yeah, okay. Well, I'm just telling you now, we don't serve that. So when I give this order to the chef, uh, first of all, he's going to get mad. (laughs) Just so you know. And then he's going to make you whatever he thinks you should eat. And he's, like, a vegan. (laughs) He's probably going to make you eat sprouts. So, like... Good luck with that. That's what happens when you order up a person or something that, or anything. Actually, no, 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 no. let me take it back. That's what happens when you order up anything that you think is going to make your life better. That's such a place of judgy judge. No, nothing is going to make your life better. Your life is lit right fucking now. Hey, you figured out how to astral travel last week your life is fucking lit right now. The only thing that's going to make your life more lit than it is right now is knowledge. You don't need to pray to attain knowledge. Well, Muslims would say you do, but you can read, you can research, you can cross-reference, you can take notes, you can read some more, you know, and, and some more and some more. You don't, the, the thing that is actually going to make your life any more lit than it is right now you have access to all around you that's not what we go to the restaurant for right like banksy says if you're becoming an artist to get famous that's like going to a restaurant cuz you want to take a shit and i don't i don't really say stuff like that and i know it's gross but i did it for a reason like you're i'm not taking you to the best restaurant that's ever been So you can like order whatever, so you can like go home and use the bathroom. Like that's not that's not why we're here, (laughs) and we're not here for you to play. Like you got some disability and you can't walk on your own, and for you to pretend that you need a crutch, so they're gonna bring someone over to help you walk. That's also why we're not why we're here. You see what I'm saying? So if you're sitting there thinking, well, I ordered this and I ordered that. That's not how that works. You can order love for sure. You can order uh, the love that you've perhaps had more than once and over and over and over again. There's a lot of options. As long as you're not walking in there, you know, crawling in there, you're not going to get in, first of all. But, you know, if you do for some, by some magic, get in, and you're parched and you're famished, and you're like, please, I just need this guy. You know, the weight staff is like, no, first of all, you need a couple of bags of glucose, you know, and some food. That's what you fucking need. The last thing you need is a fucking guy. You see what I'm saying? And plus, if you order a guy, the weight staff is gonna say to you, well, all the other people <laughs> are already here. <laughs> So um, you can go around and mingle and, and meet someone here um, and, I can, and I can bring you some approximation of what you would like to happen between you and that person in this multiverse of opportunity and probability, but um, you, know, you can do that on your own. You can just go and meet people. <laughs> you don't necessarily have to have us play matchmaker for you. We can just bring you the things you really want. And what are the things that we should be ordering? What are the things that we really want? I told you mine to be useful. Um, to, to be able to continue to live the way I've lived since I can remember. Which is just to be in awe of everything. And just really fucking psyched to be here. Right? Right? You can ask uh, for wonder. You can ask for satisfaction, gratification, security, safety. And then let the chef make the most beautiful dish out of whatever it thinks will give you that taste the best. And it will stay with you and become nutrients in your bones. Because when we order something too specific, there's a lack of faith there, and also an imposition of will that I don't like. Yeah, sure, could I bother the waitstaff every day? Well, is he here yet? Is he here yet? Did, he, did you see his car? Did he pull into the parking lot yet? Is there anyone outside? Is he waiting? Did anyone ask for me? I could do that. <clears throat> right? We can all do that. We have all done that. But what if instead you ask for undying love? Love that spans across this sea of endless probabilities in time if all of time and every probability is happening right now simultaneously, and yet still you are able to find the same soul over and over again, my God, what is that connection made of? (sighs) That, that's my order, right? And the Wade staff looks at you and goes, that's a good one. (laughs) I'll bring you some samosas while you wait. (laughs) So yeah, be a bit careful about what you order. Order not what you think you need because you're going to hang on so tight to it, you'll never get it. Order from a more abstract, more philosophical, more front brain part of yourself. Don't order based off your basic needs. Although, of course, include that in there. (laughs) But let's aim for bigger things. Endless true love. Being of purpose, being of use. Hell, maybe you even apply for a job at the restaurant. There's no shame in it. Maybe... You realize that it's more fun to work there than it is to be a patron. And it changes your life. I know a lot of people like that. I know a lot of people that fell into a profession of healing and helping and their life was never the same. They fell down the rabbit hole once they got that job. Once they took that job, um, life turns into something else. When you become of service, you get folded into the fabric of this place with such love and such gratitude that no matter what anyone, anywhere does to you or tries to do to you it will not work because you become supremely protected so there was a guy the other day on Joe Rogan and he was talking about the different states of the electron and how we know that there are various states of us there is a heavier form of us and a more crystalline form of us uh, because matter once it moves a certain way and has something taken away. Uh, It becomes, it goes into this alternate place where it exists and there's a version of us there. And that ties uh, incredibly into something that I heard years ago where my ex-husband went to go hear this really, really renowned psychic here in Denmark speak. And uh, the guy was asked the question, this was before 2012, The guy was asked the question, like, what's the thing with 2012 and what's going to happen? And, you know, this is the Mayan calendar and that's what it says. And what do you think? And he had said, first of all, don't worry. It'll be seamless. You won't even feel it. But what's happening is that our structure, our genetic structure, will change from being carbon-based to silica-based, That was his explanation. And at the time when I heard it, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Didn't make a lot of sense to me, but sure. Okay. Now, when you hear about these different versions of us and you tie together the idea of crystal consciousness or Christ consciousness... Turning on all your genetic markers for gene expression in a certain way at a frequency of high frequency of love, therefore, leading your genes to express in a more crystalline state, probably transmitting your consciousness to that more crystalline version of yourself that is already in existence that we have proven to exist, therefore, ascending to a higher dimension. See? Magic is just science, just what we don't know yet. So there it is. And I think a few things happened that were meant to drag our vibe down and put us in a real place of fear and murder and bloodshed that kept us from making that switch in gene expression as a collective and it didn't happen as a collective, but now it's happening on a singular personal level because the energy is still ripe for it. And just because we weren't, as a collective, able to jump through that doorway, um, specifically because of one event in particular that led to a lot of bloodshed and murder. Um, it just threw us off our vibes so bad and... um it hurt the planet you know the heartmath institute they have markers set up all over the world that measure like the the emotional kind of vibrancy of the planet um they recorded a huge dip the day before 911 in yeah <laughs> in that heart resonance it's like we knew as a collective as a world we knew Before it happened, what was going to happen and what it would lead to. Because if you think about it, nothing's been the same since. And what it was and what it led to, I think, was a keeping us out of that doorway that we were naturally going to ascend into. But although it was stopped on a collective basis, it cannot be stopped on a personal basis. And so you are very capable now of, for example, doing the guided meditation and going to that place of manifestation and putting in order after order or going past that and wanting to get a job there or going even past that and wanting to just be there all the time and you know, treating people in your quote unquote waking life as if you are a waitstaff in the restaurant. You see what I'm saying? Uh, Once you start doing this, what happens in terms of gene expression is that you start expressing healthier and healthier versions of yourself. And I suspect that it also leads you to a shift of your waking consciousness into the crystalline version of you. I believe that. Although this version of you will continue and exist here as all things exist at all times, uh but your waking consciousness will be in a different space and i think that's what the idea of the buddha and waking up and you know the christ consciousness and i think that's what it is i think that's what it is and prayer meditation but also this idea of detachment being as simple as yeah i put in an order But I'm just so fucking psyched to be able to get in here that I'm really not worried about it. And yes, I'd love some cocktails. And oh, everything else is free? Great, I'd love some of everything. If you can reach that level of detachment from that one thing that you probably really want, that you think you need, that you think you can't live without, first of all, you can. You got to give yourself a little more credit. But also be cool. (laughs) You're in an amazing place. They're going to take care of you. But don't be desperate. You know? Whatever you want so bad, you only want it so bad because there's a part of you that really doesn't think you're going to get it. If you thought you were going to get it, you would chill. You really would. Like, I'm not worried and going to lose sleep tonight about whether or not my shoes are going to be by the door tomorrow. Oh, my God, do I have shoes to wear tomorrow? Oh, my God, do I have shoes to wear tomorrow or not? Oh, my God, what am I going to do? I'm not even thinking about it because, like, my shoes are by the door. They're Of course they're going to be there. <laughs> Where would they go? Yeah, of course I'm going to get my order. Yeah, so? And anyone that tries to say to you, well, what if you never do? Okay, but that's not the case. I will. So chill. But how do you know? (laughs) I don't know. Why don't you take a trip with me? I'll show you how I know. Close your eyes. Fall from your skin to your capillaries. From your capillaries to your nerves. From your nerves to your arteries. From your arteries to your bones. From your bones to your muscles. From your muscles to your heart. Falling behind the heart into the black space you're safe here and from this now black space we walk up to the glass building I told you we weren't going to miss our reservation and as we walk through the doors wait a minute, is there a party going on? And why are all these flowers blooming? And the waitstaff is looking fly. What is up tonight? Apparently there's a party. Somebody must have a birthday or something. And here we are. Sit down. You know what I'm doing. I'm gonna go straight to the back, to the club, and complain about the music order me some drink drinks, and I don't know, let's see who's here tonight. (laughs) Let's see if we run into anybody. (laughs) And this time, instead of pulling you out of this space, I'll leave you here. Chill out, have fun, wander around. The reason I did it so quick is because I want you to get used to doing it quick. It's easy. Feel your skin, feel your capillaries, feel your nerves, feel your arteries, feel your bones. Feel your muscles. From your muscles, see and feel your heart. From your heart, see between the valves. Jump through. There you are. That's it. Here we go. It's easy. Don't be afraid of it. You can do it in five minutes. And now that you're here, And now that you know everything you know about what to order and what not to order and what you can get up and find for yourself and maybe if there's someone sitting next to you who needs your help instead of going, waiter, 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 could we get some help? Get up and help her yourself. Trust me, everything's being recorded. (laughs) It will be seen. You are seen. Every little good thing you do for anyone Even in your own heart, even in your own mind. Any good thing you think, just look, just look at the beauty of this design. Anything good that you do or think is rewarded. It's given back to you. It's such a beautiful system. (laughs) It's so just. It will all even out. And if you find yourself on the wrong side of that right now, like I didn't order this and this doesn't seem like balancing out, but know that it will. It will. Inshallah, it always does. That's karma. That's the Tao. That's God. It always does. You'll get what you order. Don't worry. Come on, come with me. We'll go dance. Make some noise. Cause a fuss. Maybe get into a fist fight. <laughs> Let's go get in some trouble. I know them here. It's okay. They're not going to say anything. <laughs> I love you guys so much. This is so much fun. I know I say that every time, but it is. It's so much fun every time. <laughs> huh. So next week... We can talk more about time. We can talk about aging, right? That'll be a good, like, next segue into this. We'll tie cybernetics to aging as well. And we'll talk about some concrete ways to step outside of time and find your flow in the infinite. Yeah? Yeah. Next time, we'll find, we'll find the outdoor area. We'll find the balcony doors there and find the outdoor area and jump in the pool. Yes. Oh, you didn't know there was a pool? Honey. We right on the water here and we got a pool. We about all the things. You know, we about all the things. Our yacht is moored off the rocks. Come on, you know. And anyone who was like, well, the revolution wouldn't be in a yacht. Yeah, we would. Yeah, we would. Stop with this, like, fake, hippie, crunchy shit. We not about it. Just fucking stop. Shit is so fucking tired. I'm so tired of this fucking love and light bullshit. Just fucking stop with that shit. Yeah, we would. Yo, don't even, don't try me, because I'm going to be having satsangs on yachts in a couple of years, inshallah. Don't fucking try me. I'll be all up in your fucking face making you uncomfortable. Anyways... (laughs) I love you. The videos start coming out soon. Sagittarius season approaches. Great to talk about stepping outside of time with Sag season coming up. Perfect timing, actually. So think on it. Meditate, fam. Pray. Pray for what you want. Think big. Ask big. And I'll talk to you next week. It's your girl, DJ Narc. I love you.